0: come uh-huh. Thank you for tuning in to a very special edition here of the K2 Podcast. I'm very happy uh, to share with you all tonight's guest. Uh, This guy, uh, I've had a chance to watch a lot of his videos and kind of look into the background. Uh, He's very charismatic, passionate, and really has uh, just a winner's mentality. Uh, He spends a lot of time helping others achieve their goals and desires through motivational speaking. Was also a former NFL offensive lineman for teams like the LA Rams, Houston Oilers, and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, And today he's here to discuss. Uh, winning with us not only in business but also in life uh, all the way from the locker room to the corporate boardroom we welcome uh, Sean Harper to the show so thanks for coming on Sean how are you sir thank you hey thank you let's have fun today let's
1: win and hopefully uh, maybe one or two things that I can share will be a
0: blessing absolutely well I appreciate you coming on I'm looking forward to it Uh, so when I first discovered you I was truly fascinated uh, by your story. One, because like many people, uh, you've uh, come through, come from uh, sometimes a life that was difficult. You had a lot of obstacles uh, to overcome, which I think a lot of people can resonate with. Um, but you were able to overcome those obstacles, and you went on to play in the NFL. You know, wrote your own book, and now you're doing motivational speaking. How did you get to this point? Can you give us a little insight and background about your upbringing and everything leading up to the NFL? Yeah. So leading up to the nfl just
1: you know i was plagued i was plagued with adversity the thing about adversity though is that you know adversity can can break you but it also can make you a record breaker sure because the difference is your perspective uh, and you know i i was just faced with with tons of adversity growing up uh, Having to, uh, obviously, uh, if you read anything about me, to repeat the first grade of documenting with four to five learning disabilities by the time I was in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Kicked out of a couple schools because of disciplinary issues, uh, raised in, a, in, in in an extreme impoverished uh, environment, single parent setting, one of six kids. Uh, my mom literally scrubbed floors just to, you know, feed us in sure. the more affluent yes. neighborhoods. And uh, I was a subpar athlete. You know, I barely started in high school football. I wasn't even an honorable mention all conference. you know that was just so uh, just uh, you know lightweight tragic is that I struggled so much uh, just to compete on the football field. I remember sitting in the back of you know, football banquets and, and, uh, you know, those guys get their awards like all, you know, all city, all state, you know, sure. all intergalactic universe war, you know, and, uh, here I am in the back, you know, just, just you know, eating and, uh, eating that nasty cordon. <laughs> and, 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 but, but underneath all of that, underneath all of that, I had this dream, right. And, uh, let me just, uh, uh, let me just park there for a second, okay. because outside of God and His love, there is nothing more powerful than the dream. The dream is greater than all laws of the universe. Sure. The dream is greater. The dream is greater than logic. Greater than rationale. Uh, um, uh, it is. It is greater than 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 any. Dimension. The dream is so powerful because you can be in one position or you can be in one location Mm -hmm. and you can dream yourself to any part of the world. Any time in history, you can dream it. You can imagine it. It escaped the loss, right? And this dream of playing professional football was so deeply embedded at one point. uh, But there was nothing around me that validated the dream that was in me. And that's the case with a lot of people. You know, we had these great dreams and there's nothing... There's nothing outside yep. that signals the the greatness and the potential that's on the inside, and unfortunately, most people abort their calling, their purpose, and their destiny because there's no external confirmation of the in, of the internal words or affirmation sure. that has been decreed over their life, and um, on the whim, I get a phone call on the last day of school, mm-hmm. and. It's a junior college, a two year school in Mason City, Iowa. Now, check it out. I'm going to the cornfields of Mason City, Iowa. Twenty-six thousand blonde hair, blue eyes. Everyone's last name is Schneider. Okay, it's like, like I am like this is crazy, but it was in that moment, in that season of my life, that the dream began to germinate. Sometimes you have to change the seed. Sometimes you have to change the soil, right? And so I'm in a different soil. I'm in I'm in Mason City, Iowa, uh-huh. and you know, the first year at that junior college, I don't step on the field not one time, not one play, and I. Um, I picked up the phone and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I quit. Mom, I give up. I'm done. And my mom began to encourage me in so many words, push me, antagonize me to stay for another year. And, uh, into the second year before the season, uh, there was three or four guys in the room and I jumped up. It's called a Freudian slip. I guess I jumped up. I said, man, I've always wanted to play division one NFL football. Sure. And, um, when the guy stood up and he looked at me he said Sean, you'll never make it mm-hmm. uh are not strong enough you're not fast enough you're not quick enough you know never allow people to create your world because they'll always create it too small mm-hmm. if you want to know who's really on your team ask or or throw out a a big goal or a big vision Mm -hmm. and watch the people around you watch their eyes watch their body language if they begin to speak against it if they begin to you know be kind of sarcastic they can't go everyone can't go and this is a hard lesson this is a hard this this is what separates you know good from great this Mm -hmm. is what separates average from just people who are just world changers they know when to let go Mm -hmm. In business, they know when to let go of certain people. They know when to let go of of opportunities that's not for them. They know when to cut their losses. I used to um, I used to stock trade. I used to day trade a lot, right? Okay. And. You know, the hardest thing for me to do is when you see a stock, right? in it's like, you know, it's just treading, you know, you probably get percent <laughs> on the stock and it starts to dip. you like, yeah. no! Yeah. You know, the harder thing to do is to be able to cut your loss. Certainly. And move on to another stock.
0: Yeah. Right? That kind of reminds me of the casino. You know how some people hit a little bit of money and then they keep yeah. playing and lose it all? You should have stopped you while did. you're ahead. <laughs> Stop while you're ahead. And so,
1: yeah. And so, My mom encouraged me to go back, and I remember I went outside and I yelled, all I have is a dream. Yep. And I pulled out a sheet of paper, and I wrote down three letters, NFL. Mm -hmm. And every day I woke up, I said, NFL, that's where I'm going. Every night before I went to sleep, I took one last look. I said, NFL, that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So you might not have nothing around you that validates the dream that's in you. But when you write the vision down and make it plain, you move out of
0: creation and you move into something much more powerful, and that's manifestation. Right. No, I think that is awesome. And, you know, I, I've heard you know that a lot before in the past about, you know, writing down your goals. You know, when you wake up, take five, ten minutes every day, read that out loud and kind of, uh, like you said, yeah. manifest your dreams and your desires. And I, that's something that I certainly need to work on. And one thing that I wanted to, uh, uh, you know, I guess – Put a little more time and effort into doing but you, one thing that uh, I really wanted to b- kind of hit on is like you said letting go I think is very difficult. Um, I noticed uh, one, on, on your YouTube channel there's this one video you had uh, and I forget exactly what the title is but it's r- something along the lines of stop listening to your closest friends or the people that's uh, in your circle and it's basically um, I, and I enjoyed this video but it was like why should you stop listening to some of your closest friends and one of the things you said in the video really ring true um, and I'll quote you on it it said we keep a lot of people in our circle that uh, only see where you're at and don't see where you're going or even worse where you have already been so in that video you go on to you know you you go on to kind of say uh, wh- when you try to trace your dreams or aspire to do new things they try to keep you there or pull or even even pull you back um, and you use this really great uh, analogy of molded uh, or like an Angus cut beef. You know, there's a certain steak that you like and when it's aged and it's sitting there and you kind of gets molded and it kind of just sits there and looks all rough and somewhat disgusting. But as you take that knife and peel back those layers you got something really great underneath so i thought that video was very powerful it's a great message and i really enjoyed it so uh what can you say about that because like i mean you've hit on it a little bit but like how would you what kind of advice can you give like because at some point you just don't want to say how would you deliver that message to these people that maybe you this we're not on the same page anymore i don't know if i can keep you in my circle how do you have that conversation you know it's you know what um, I don't think
1: you really have to have that conversation
0: okay.
1: in so many words. I mean, you invite other people into the conversation. You invite point. people that where you're going into your world mm-hmm. and then you slowly, you don't cut them out 100%. You just, you just get them away from your energy.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Or you keep their energy away from you.
0: Sure.
1: So you're, you know, having a casual conversation and, you know, you're having fun. But you know what? Hey, man, let's do this. No, man, I don't do that. no more. Wait, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to come over and, you know, I'm going to drink. You know what? I don't do that. Right. They'll get the message. But even if they don't get the message, something else hopefully will happen is that the respect for you as an individual is so strong. They'll say, you know what? We're not on the same level, but I respect you as a man or a woman and as a friend. Mm-hmm. We will meet on certain grounds. Sure. Like there are people that I no longer associate with day-to-day. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm at an event or you know, I, I go on the maybe the South Side or whatever and I see them, mm-hmm. well then we stop and we talk. We we actually engage. I just don't engage on that territory no more. I don't right. engage in what they engage with, but the respect that we have for each other is like, you know what? I knew you win. I know that you are true. You right. know? I know that you are our true ride or die. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. How are things going? How's this? How's that? Okay. That's awesome. Great. Well, you know what?
0: Goodbye. Right. It's very true. Very true. And so, you know, dealing with some of that stuff in your life, being told you're not going to make it, and, uh, you know, hearing some of those negative comments... you finally make it to the NFL as an offensive lineman and I've actually heard you say this as well you know oftentimes uh, linemen are almost invisible on the field even though you're not invisible but you're kind of somewhat invisible because you know people don't you know there's not all that glitz and glam you know the the interviews after the game and all this stuff that you know the linemen almost kind of go under the radar a little bit um but can you kind of tell everybody about your experience in the NFL what motivated you to become uh, a lineman for one and then and and, you know and I'm interested in hearing what inspires someone to say you know hey I want to use my body as a human shield and collide into another guy you know head on play after play you know what kind of where does that mindset come from what inspired you to become a lineman well To be really honest, it was chosen for me. I'm a big guy. Sure. (laughs) I don't care.
1: I know you want to be a receiver. You know, being 285, 290, you're slow. It's not in the cards, but you can play. You're going to play. You're going to play on the line. And, you know, over time, you understand that nothing happens without you. Mm-hmm. Nothing there there's no win on the football field with that I don't care how talented the running back is, there is not a win. Because if he can't get through the hole, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't care how great the receiver is, if he can't get the ball, it's not gonna happen. How great the quarterback is, how great the coach is, yep. it doesn't matter. We run it. And guess what? In the football ranks on the football field, everyone knows that. And everyone respects that. The mm. teammates honor that. And basically, that's all we need. But it's coupled by the fact that we know that we carry the entire team on our shoulders. And you know what? That's all we need. Yep. We, when I walk past and everyone's getting mm. awards and, you know, I mean, like, autographs and everyone's asking if a running back did a great job you know sometimes i'll just turn back and i'll look in the eyes of the running back or the quarterback and you know he just gives a wink like good job that's all i need that's it absolutely yeah it's it's like like it's like you know what we made all that happen today we we were hiding in plain sight we're on the field at the same time you don't even see us Mm -hmm. and we made it all happen but you know what? Sometimes real bad boys move in silence, so yeah.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> And so, you know, one and another thing that I've heard you uh, use this term before, I thought was very great. You know, like I said, and f- for anybody that wants to check out Sean's YouTube channel, I have it linked in the description below. Um, but really some really great uh, analogies you have on there, some really powerful stuff. I mean, I was, I mean, I was watching video after video, just hitting home on some of the stuff. I was like, this Thank is you. really, yeah, no, that was great. Um, but one analogy that you used that I thought was really clever was this term, Half time. And you said, you know, uh, it's one of the best references I've heard, but you referred to a time of like reflection and thinking back and kind of um, developing where you're going as a, a halftime. So can you tell a little bit about uh, what you mean by that and what does it mean outside of the sports world to you? Yeah, so so being able to understand
1: time, the importance of time, the seasons of time is so important. You know, life is a series of cycles. Life is a series of seasons. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand that, if you don't recognize what season that you're in, if you don't recognize the time that you're in, it's it's very likely you can be caught out of season. Mm-hmm. And so within the seasons, before there's another season, there's usually a break. And in that break, there's a, there's a period in which you sit down mentally and you adjust. You make... Um, decisions you make rearrangements you make calculations like in football is first and second quarter and then there's a halftime moment and in that halftime moment it's like you know what this is what you did wrong these are the changes that you have to make so that when you go out there third and fourth quarter you're going to go out there as a victim not as a you go out there as a victor not as a victim mm-hmm. i believe that COVID 19 is a halftime for america that's and a then great now point yeah, and now in this moment, it's time for you to reassess, it's time for you to retool, it's time for you to recalculate, because you gotta go back out there. Yeah. So there's a timeout, there's overtime, there's off season, and then there's halftime. Mm-hmm. And so the halftime is when you make adjustments while you're in, you know, in play and you have to make you know, I mean, perfect example, you know. My speaking calendar was filled. I was booked, booked. Sure. Okay. And all of a sudden, COVID nineteen hits. They're all gone. Yep. You now have to retool. I have to recalculate. I have to, you know. So now, you know, I I got a green screen. I have this. I, yeah. You know. No, it
0: looks great. The background looks, back there looks right. awesome. <laughs> hey,
1: you know, either you make adjustments in the paradigm, or you're a dinosaur.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's very true, and you know. I I mean, I think I just I don't know. I really enjoyed that analogy. And and then you hear and you talk about how COVID-19 is a time to reflect. I think that's great as well. Um, I think everybody has to kind of readjust, get your mind uh, in a a good place to, like you said, go back out there, because, you know, at some point we're going to have to get back out there. You're going to have to. Some people may be rusty at something that they've been doing, Um, you know, uh, for me. there's a there's a bunch of things like I want to get I'd like to be a little bit more buff, you know. I want to get into the gym, you know. That's some that's one of my goals and aspirations. I've kind of been putting it off and COVID-19 was like the perfect excuse to do that, you know. So it kind of made made it worse, but you know, once this kind of settles down and everything, you know, our gyms are semi, somewhat back getting back opened up, but you know, I'm going to have to get in there and buckle up and, you know, just do the work, you know, just go ahead and grind. So this is a perfect time um, to to reflect, talk to people like yourself, find that motivation, build those connections that I want to build and kind of uh, get back out there. And, you know, hopefully it, it'll all work out. Now, I've heard you talk. Uh, one thing that I, I definitely connect with you on that I feel like a lot of America is kind of getting away from is, you know, uh, God and Church and that type of thing. What kind of role does God and church play in your life? And do you see America as kind of going away from that, or what? What's your thoughts on it? You know.
1: Well, yeah, it's um, you know. Thank you, first of all, for asking that question because that is that is that's the anchor of my entire life. God is the CEO, the CEO of my. Life. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I consult with the CEO all. <laughs> I like that. Cause audibles all the time. <laughs> Certainly, Believe me in another way. It's just and 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 had it not been for the grace of God, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't be here right now. God's grace saved me, uh, And one of my darkest moments of my life, He intervened and He literally saved my life, and so I'm His. Uh, as far as as far as America getting away from God, yeah, and and that's you know if you look in the bible that's one of, that's that's one of the patterns when yeah. you know when you know a group of people go through a period of extreme prosperity you know that money becomes god and in, in the word it says you can't serve god and mammon you can't serve god and money and so uh, god you know he's going to get your attention one way or another. And I'm glad he got my attention years ago. It's the best thing that ever happened. Certainly.
0: So, well, I hope he, uh, I, w- I would love to see more people get involved with that. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk with you about it a little bit, because I think it first starts with just conversation, you know, um, and and I don't want to, I know sometimes a lot of the main argument that I hear about um you know, God and Christ and and everyone's life is, you know, they feel it's often pushed upon them. So I'm looking to have conversations and not push anything, but, you know, talk to people and maybe have them see a different perspective. And one thing that uh, you also, I've actually, uh, you were quoted during a a CBN interview and you said, the quest uh, for you in life is to hook up with your God-given assignment and live it to its fullest. And there you'll find success and happiness. So what does that mean to you? And do you think it's possible to find happiness outside of god or do you think that's like you say that's your ceo or maybe because some maybe there's a person out there says you know i'm not in for that whole religious thing you know are they doomed or do you feel that there's some chance of happiness there for them so
1: it all depends on what you mean by happiness sure and so what i term happiness is 100 fulfillment Mm -hmm. you know to be not just feel but fulfilled Mm -hmm. is a difference the thing about the world is that the world will pacify you, and it will give you the illusion of being filled, but it will often leave you thirsting and wanting more. Sure, you know God's water is like it's it's just you know it's it's a totally different water source that you not only filled you are fulfilled, mm-hmm. and it, and 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 hooking up with the CEO of the universe, right? Sure, it it, it allows you to win the game of life because. The world would teach you production. God would teach you reproduction to reproduce the talents and the gifts that he is giving you into other people. And that, to me, brings fulfillment. And that, to me, brings happiness. That's a great I, response. That, I don't believe that it could happen totally. Um, and there's quite evident in the quest of men always running bigger things, running sure. better things, always spending thousands, of, you know, just just being led that that less driven for more and for more and for more. If there wasn't a the thirst there, then guess what? Then you wouldn't want it. Sure.
0: No, I agree. And, you know, I kind of left the uh, success portion out of that question. Um, and I did that because I believe some level of success could be reached just by sheer luck or, you know, random chance. Um, but cool. I wanted to ask the happiness portion because I believe it is something that, doesn't just happen. Happiness isn't just by luck, you know. It must be kind of discovered. You know, it's something that you have to um, seek within and kind of find out and ask yourself those questions. What makes me happy? What makes me tick? So, what kind of advice could you give to somebody trying to discover that happiness? And, and what would you say to that? Um,
1: I honestly would tell that individual if you're asking me is is to stop what you're doing stop everything and yield and submit your life i would tell them that because i've been there Mm -hmm. i didn't play you know in the league you know you know the money that lifestyle i had it Mm -hmm. okay and i'm a business owner so i have it Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you right now It tastes good. Like, you know, this right here, (laughs) like it might taste good going down, but it's going to leave a a bad aftertaste in your soul and it's going to leave you wanting more Mm -hmm. and more and more. And the wanting of more always leads to death of some, of something, death of a relationship, death of your body, uh, death of your finances. The only kind of water that leads to life
0: it's up there. <laughs> I I certainly agree with you. Uh, I, I'm I'm very pleased to hear that. Now, well, uh, another thing I wanted to it's, talk it's, about is the uh, book that you currently have on Amazon uh, titled "The Winning Edge: Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner You, uh, Winner in You." What inspired this book, and can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, it's 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 um,
1: it's it's all centered around the fact that we weren't created to be successful. Okay. We are, we are created to win. Right. Okay. Winning is in the essence of our DNA. Mm -hmm. That's why when we, you know, go to a football game and your favorite football team is losing, you can't watch the game because it's (laughs) (laughs) just turn the TV off. (laughs) Because why? Because it's incompatible with your DNA. Yeah. You know, I'm a winner. Right. And, you know, people spend billions in gambling. Why? Because it's winning. Right. Well, they'll play video games for two days straight winning. Yep. So I was able and I was blessed to be able to to pull winning strategies, not success strategies, but winning strategies. Mm-hmm. And I was able to incorporate that in football and in life and produce other wins
0: mm-hmm.
1: and higher wins. Things that aren't taught every day. Things Uh, that's overshadowed because you don't need them to be successful, but you need them to win.
0: Sure. No, that's, I, I I like that a lot. And um, I've heard you use the reference, you know, when you say that we were, uh, born to win or with, born with that right. desire to win. Um, you said even as early as being a, a sperm, you know, getting to that yes. egg, you know, that you're the winner, you know, right from the jump, you know, so I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting take on things. Um, but one thing in your book, I think it's um, chapter eight, uh, is something that you call the 212 effect. What is that 212 a effect? What is that exactly? Uh, can you tell us a little, a little bit about that? Yeah, so so. Water is water at 211 degrees. Okay.
1: At 212 degrees, water boils. One degree more. And boiling water has literally changed the world. So when you look at a lot of victories, Mm -hmm. they're won by maybe a tenth of a second, a hundredth of a second. Small things that you can do that would give you the edge Mm -hmm. against your competition. Small things that you can do that would give you the edge on sports. Small things you can do that would give you the edge uh, in business. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we're working hard and they're prescribing, this is how hard you're supposed to work. Mm -hmm. But when you want to get into the 212, it's like, you know, what extra can I do? What little bit of extra every single day? Uh, I had a great coach named Elliot Uselak, And what he said was Sean, he said, I need you to get this much better. Every day. Get this much better every day. And over a year, it turns into this much. Right. All you need. Yeah. So what, what is your two twelve? What are you willing to go above and beyond
0: more than the, than the average person or, or the next person? No, I think that's great. I like that. I like that is a lot. And, um, You know, uh, not to jump too far and give too much away, but I'm hoping that maybe you can give our listeners here um, a little bit of an exclusive because uh, this will be like a K2 podcast exclusive here. But I know that you have another book that's coming soon called The Winner's Guide to Goal Setting. Um, What can we expect, expect in this book? And are you able to kind of give us a little bit of a sneak peek or some kind of exclusive for the listeners on what to expect with this book? I mean, you know you are
1: absolutely amazing. You've done your research uh, <laughs> like one post of that out there so you know, I would be glad to so, it just absolutely amazes me how people never achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. When most people never achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. New year's resolutions, you no know, 80% of them are gone by within 15 to 21 days. Mm-hmm. And then next year you want to do it again. Right. And so I really took a step back and I said, okay, why is that? So I'm at a football game and uh, I'm watching uh, this college team play. And then I'm hearing the people in the stands, this couple in the stands, and they're talking about these athletes. Like, man, these guys are machines and they're this and they're that. And I'm you and and almost laughing to myself like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> human strength, you know. they yeah. like, uh-huh. like, wow. like, Their focus must be amazing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. But that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Each player has a system. And that system of the people that surround them have have a vested interest. And each and every one of them Mm -hmm. focuses on one particular thing to take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so you have to build systems for you to achieve your goals. They teach goals as an individual thing, but you always need a team to achieve your goals of some sort. In most situations, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, that's important. And that's part of the reason I do this podcast. And like I said earlier, I want to build connections. I want to gain insights. I want to hear other people's thoughts and opinions. And that allows me to see a broader spectrum of things, open my mind up, and kind of uh, unlock some things that maybe I wasn't tapping into before. So, you know, that's definitely a book I'm looking forward to uh, seeing when it comes out. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. um, I do have a question there. I noticed on your website there is a free ebook um, for the uh, first book there that you have, um, The Winning Edge. Um, it's on the SeanHarper.org. Um, I've linked that in the description, if that's okay with you, for everybody to go check that cool. out. And... Yeah, so you know what? I got one. You know what?
1: I'll do you one better. Okay. If you go to SeanHarper.co, uh-huh. co. Seanharper.co, okay. Put your information in there, just your email. You'll get a free download right there.
0: Okay, awesome. All right, well, uh, I have your uh, website uh, in the description. I also have your Instagram page and your Facebook. Well, awesome. I also Thank have the uh, Amazon link there for anybody interested in going to purchase a copy and to be on the lookout for your new one. And I also linked your uh, YouTube channel. Is there anything else that you wanted to convey to anybody before we wrap things up and kind of get a yeah, good you your way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want this to be about me, okay? okay. Um, I want this
1: to be about your audience. You know, we are, man, we are facing some challenging times. Certainly. You know, there's, 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 there's a lot of adversity today, and there's a whole heck of a lot of adversity coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You will get knocked down. You will be disappointed. You will be hurt. You will fall short. Mm-hmm. It happens. But when you get knocked down, man, you know, if you can look up, maybe you can get up. Certainly. Okay, you if you can look up, if you can open up your eyes and look up, you can get up. Mm -hmm. And the persistence through resistance is one of the major laws of winning. That you take the adversity like guerrilla warfare, you take the power from the resistance, it becomes your power. Mm -hmm. The power from the resistance strengthens your muscles. Mm -hmm. The power or the actual resistance strengthens your being, your fortitude. That pushing through the birth canal of the next level strengthens you to exist in the stay at the next level. Mm-hmm.
0: So you can't abort the process. Makes perfect. I I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, it's kind of important. Uh, What I like about that, too, is like you said, even, you know, leading up to your NFL days, you weren't always the most athletic or the most gifted, but it was that sheer just pounding every day at your craft, just pounding every day at your craft to make it where you want to go. So hopefully, uh, everybody that's tuning in right now will be able to take that away uh, from this and kind of get some inspiration and some insight to start pounding on your craft. Um, Because there's always that. Like you said we go back to that 212 there's always just fine right now even if you can't do what it is that you want to do whether it's as public is speaking engagement whether what it, no matter whatever it is that you're getting into you could take this time or half time and sit back for a second and kind of start to evaluate what can I do to separate myself from the pack when so when I do get back out there I'm ahead of the game you know you can take advantage of this opportunity um, so hopefully we've given uh, given everybody a little bit of snippet into that and gave them some motivation I know I'm certainly feeling pumped up Just by speaking with you And I'm feeling motivated myself uh, So I appreciate you for that um, Is uh, anything else uh, before we get you going You know I don't want to take up Too much more time of your eat, uh, this evening But you've been a real treat And really gave me some insights I'm, I'm kind of all jacked up here this evening Ready to go crank out like some push-ups And just start getting going <laughs>
1: Yeah it, it's it's never stop learning Good point. You know, my favorite friend now is YouTube. Man, I'm on YouTube, and I'm, you know, I mean, and I'm just, you know, listening to, you know, you know, right now I'm learning about blockchain. I'm learning about Bitcoin and Bitcoin. Ooh, that's cash, interesting. You know, heck yeah, it, that the whole concept is interesting, right? It's, you know, and I'm just listening to, you know just great minds talk about the economy and just it's so no it is it is
0: very interesting and you know it's kind of i don't know if you guys are having this issue but we're kind of going through this whole coin shortage thing and it's kind of interesting to see how maybe bitcoin and some of these other things may come into effect here as we kind of see this I'm not sure what's happening, but as we kind of see this unfold, you know, I'm kind of curious to see what will happen here over time with that type of stuff. Uh, so, but YouTube is a great source. And I think one thing about YouTube, I may not always agree with YouTube's, uh, uh political stances or this or that but one thing that I will have to you know I like to give credit where credits due is they've opened up this whole new idea of media and information that you weren't always able to access before like sure you have books but when you look at the like mainstream media and stuff like that you have like something and you know this is kind of a brutal word but it's force fed to you and this is what you have to accept but with YouTube you can go out there absorb new information generate your own ideas hear different viewpoints not just something like a Fox News that tells you this 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 and you have to roll with that you can kind of see other people's thoughts and views and hear that stuff so that's one of the reasons I like YouTube I mean I've, if I have a problem in my house I can become a plumber overnight you know what I'm saying <laughs> so it's, it's, it's always stuff like that that I find great uh, so I think you bring up a lot of great stuff there um, so uh, I also talk about a lot of investing and stuff on the podcast as well. Um, I usually, typically, when I don't have a guest on, I'll do a small segment about stocks and favorite picks. Is there anyone that you're looking at closely right now that you kind of like uh, coming up? What do you mean? Like stocks or? Yeah, just a or, stock or some kind of investment that you see real strong potential in. Yeah, well, you know what? I got
1: to change hats now. <laughs> oh,
0: snap. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what.
1: I like stocks that will benefit in what's happening now. Okay. So of course I love your PayPal's. Uh-huh. I love where, I love Shopify. I mean, Shopify is like, yeah, um, um Alibaba, of course Amazon.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. So yeah, I love stocks that are in that will actually capitalize in the post-COVID uh um
0: Theater. Yeah, no, I, I don't mean the way that Amazon is set up. It's like they can do no wrong, no matter what's going on. Like, Amazon, I don't, like, you just, saw, I mean, no matter what happens in the world, <laughs> a, a global pandemic, it just seems like they just push through all of that stuff. They're just un- unstoppable for. So I definitely have them in my portfolio as well. Um, so I'd like to see what transpires over that. But uh, uh, that's all I have for you this evening. Sean, uh, I certainly appreciate you being here. Here, um, I have everything linked in the uh, description below. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, sir, and you taking the time out to speak with me. Um, this type of stuff is what I think will change the world as people are dealing with... Uh, when you're fed like we were talking about force feeding the the the, the ma- mainstream media and all this stuff these conversations i think is where people can come to find those middle grounds in their life and hear different ideas and perspectives and i'm truly thankful for having you on so i appreciate your time this evening thank you anytime reach out and um you know what we'll win no understood problem. well i appreciate that sean will you enjoy the rest of your evening sir you take care and i'll certainly be in touch with you okay all right, You have a good one. You too. So there you have it, everybody. That was Sean Harper. Um, what a delight he was to have on the show. Um, so moving on here, um, I, first off, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation. I mean, what a nice guy he was. I really I, I went a lot better than I anticipated because, you know, sometimes you – have a guest on or somebody they don't really come through is when you first talk to them and that guy was just you can tell his his passion and desire to want to help other people um, it seems like that really shines through with Sean. So I'm certainly uh, thankful for that. Um, but uh, another thing that I want to shed some light on is uh, next week's guest. Um, but before I get into who's next week's guest is, um, please, if you're new here, hit that subscribe button. It certainly helps me out. If you can click that notification notification bell, uh, you'll get a notification every time the, a new episode is out or that the show is live. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you know, go to my K2 podcast podcast page and like the page. Uh, we also stream over there um, and it, it certainly helps support the show when you do that type of stuff. Um, but moving on to next week's guest. Now next week's guest is a guy who has uh, is, is got a Truly fascinating and interesting story. Uh, This guy is perhaps the only person who was once arrested by the FBI and then later went on to receive uh, an award, a community service award from the director of the FBI. Um, His name is uh, Ed Creasy. So like I said, Ed has gone from being arrested by the FBI to volunteering for the FBI and the police department in his hometown of San Francisco. Um, He's helping... uh, to, he's helping his communities affected by incarceration and addiction. Um, so that'll be next week's episode next Monday. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed tonight's show. Uh, certainly look forward to seeing you guys. Please hit that thumbs up button and subscribe if you like this episode. Um, but I look forward to seeing you guys next week. That's all for tonight's show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Take care.